Good morning, Life Christian Center. It is uh, good to be with you online. Uh, I do, in fact, wish that we were uh, together this morning in person, um, but in trying to keep with uh, compliance and uh, life, health, and safety, um, we're believing that God is still going to move uh, in this very moment, regardless of where you are or what you uh, may be doing this morning. So let's just, uh, again, dive in together this morning, just as if we were uh, here personally together uh, inside the church building physically together. This morning, I want to kind of address the thought of unrest, all right? Um, unrest basically defined as a, it's, it's something that is disturbed or uneasy, or it's a disturbed or uneasy state. Basically, unrest is turmoil. It's confusion, disorder, agitation. And uh, this year has seemingly been uh, in a constant state of maybe what would um, minutely be defined as unrest. Maybe there's some other definitions we could definitely place upon that today. But unrest seems to be very fitting. Between the global pandemic surrounding COVID to the calamitous, unwholesome political climate to the lack of love and respect for human life on multiple fronts all across this nation and sadly even across the world, I think it's safe to say that we have been and are currently experiencing unrest. Mixed into all of that, of course, is the normal, if there is such a thing anymore, all right, the normal everyday ups and downs of life, the financial and economic struggles that we face, the workplace pressures and challenges, the marriage uh, and family difficulties that come, the physical oppositions to our health and our wellness along the way, not to mention the personal internal issues that we may uh, very well be facing and battling uh, that are mental and emotional that nobody else can even see this morning and we're the only ones that know that we're going through it. I know that from a pastoral or ministry point of view this morning, we're faced with a sense of unrest or uneasiness in certain degrees, for those who God has placed under our spiritual watching care, being unable to meet in person like we are this morning and pour directly into your lives is uh, agitating, to say the least, among some other descriptive words we won't use this morning. So what are we as Christ followers to do with these times and seasons of unrest? Because it's not like we can just ignore them and act like they don't exist. How does the word of God instruct us to approach, manage, and overcome these times and seasons of unrest? As I have been processing this element of unrest over the last few weeks a little bit more uh, intimately and intentionally, I simply felt the Holy Spirit bring me to what for most of us today may be a very familiar scripture that we find in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. So if you will, let's begin there this morning at Isaiah 26 and verse 3. It says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now we know that God is not a God 
of unrest. He is not a God of turmoil, confusion, and disorder. Quite the opposite. In fact, David describes God in Psalms 23 as a shepherd who causes his sheep to rest in green pastures by still waters as he, in those moments and times, restores us from the inside out, providing everything that we need for that moment of life. Jesus directly tells us in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God brings us to green pastures and still waters. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that this morning. But he goes beyond that. You see, he works on and restores our souls. He keeps us, as the scripture declares, in perfect peace. He guards us from dangers. He causes us to, uh, to survive and not just survive, but thrive through these seasons because he perpetually watches over us. I don't know about you this morning, but I believe we can declare that he is an awesome God and he does an incredible, indescribable job at being good and at being faithful to his people today. Amen. You see, he keeps us in perfect peace. He keeps us in perfect peace. That phrase means that he brings us to a place of completion, of soundness and safety. And he does so in many ways. But specifically here, it denotes three ways. He does that in our welfare, our health, and in our prosperity. And if you really look at that wealth, health, or welfare, health, and prosperity, what that does is that kind of sums up the whole of life in general. And that's how good God is. He covers every area and every aspect of our lives. What we must remember is that we have some responsibility in this process as well. We need to be sheep who are listening for his voice and following the leading of the shepherd, not kind of doing our own thing our own way on our own time. We need to respond to his invitation by coming and exchanging our yoke and our burdens for his, because as the word declares, they are easy and light. And it is in that partnership and inside of that exchange where we begin to find peace and rest in him. As we look again at Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, we can clearly see our portion of responsibility stated. Again, it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, those first words, again, they belong to the Lord. They're his responsibility. He is the one who keeps us in perfect peace. Our part is what follows. Whose mind is stayed on you Because he trusts in you, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When we begin to dive into the word mind, what we find is it describes a steadfast frame of mind. But it also denotes three areas of our mind that essentially frame or make up the intentions and the actions of our hearts or our lives. It kind of breaks it out like this. The first is imagination. It's that power or ability to imagine something not present to our senses 
or never before wholly perceived in reality. Again, it's our imagination. And I hope that today, whether you're, you're 3, 13, 30, or 63, that you are uh, using your imagination appropriately for the Lord. The second thing is it uses the word device, and that represents our desires, our inclinations and plans, that which we come up with or devise in and of ourselves. And thirdly, it uses the word purpose, which are the intentions, the settled determinations that directs the course of action that we take to execute our resolution or our intentions. You see, it is our imagination and device that eventually are worked out through purpose. And so we have to make sure that our imagination and our device or that which is not yet, all right, or that which we are planning is properly done so inside of the context of who he is and who his word declares we are in him so that our purpose doesn't lose its proper direction. You see, we have a responsibility to keep our imagination, our thoughts, our personal plans, as well as our determined actions all stayed on him. All of those areas of our mind must rest and lean on who he is. They must be supported and sustained by him and him alone. It can't be just our dreams and our plans or someone else's dreams and plans and purpose. All of those things must be fixed. They must be stayed. They must rest upon who he is. Maybe that's why we're encouraged by the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4. So maybe that is why we are encouraged, all right? Let's go to verse 8. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Here we're admonished to fasten our thoughts on everything that is good and everything that is God. And not only are we to fasten our thoughts, we're to fasten or fix our praise on him. And our praise shouldn't just be occasional, it should be continual. And as we fasten our thoughts, as we fasten our praise to him, what happens is we then encounter the God of peace who will bring peace to us in all areas or in all things of our life. You see, it is leaning on him and not our own understanding as we willfully submit our imagination, our plans, and our actions to him. It's every area and every aspect. Secondly, we see that we are to trust in him. This morning, if you've got a neighbor in your house with you, all right, and by neighbor I mean family member because you're not supposed to be inviting your neighbors, look at them and say, trust in him. Trust. Trust comes from experience and intimacy. It is the full fruit of relationship, yet also the foundation of relationship. You see, trust is needed to both establish and build within a relationship. You can't just walk into a relationship with trust. It does take a little bit to start, but then to build and grow and mature, it takes that continual trust. It takes that experience, that intimacy. You see here, trust, it simply is defined as confidence that comes from complete reliance upon God. Confidence that comes from complete reliance upon God. 
Maybe that's why Paul wrote to Timothy and said, the confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. For I have an intimate revelation of this God, or I have an intimate experience, relationship of this God. He goes on to say, and my faith in him convinces me that he is more than able to keep all that I have placed in his hands safe and secure until the fullness of his appearing. I'm going to know today that God is more than able to take everything that we commit to him and keep it safe until that day. Amen. You see, trust often wavers when our reliance shifts. Let's hear that again this morning. Trust often wavers when our reliance begins to shift, all right? When we become more dependent on someone or something else as our source or our strength, instead of or in place of God, what happens is then our trust begins to waver. It begins to shift back and forth between God and whatever that thing or person may be. Again, reliance is confidence based on experience. And we know that experience develops and cultivates relationship, which ultimately produces trust based then on character, ability, strength, and truth. It is our responsibility to fix our trust on the proven character and ability of God and on nothing else. We're to do that as we find it described and defined within the word of God. But also as we have encountered it experientially in our own personal relationship with him. How many knows that when we live our life in Christ with that experience, with that confidence, developing that relationship, what happens is the truth of the word becomes confirmed in our experiences with him. You see, again, what we're asking for or looking at according to Scripture this morning isn't just simply a blind trust. Yes, we do live and walk by faith. We have to believe in things that we cannot physically see right now that are not tangible. But God has not asked us to have a sense of necessarily just openly blind trust. What it asks us is that we trust because of the experience, because of the relationship that we have with him and the track record of proof that he has given us. You see, that trust, that trust that he comes in and establishes, that trust that has been proven over and over and over and over again in our lives. You see, Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7 said, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. He's close. He's near. He can be intimate with those who trust in him. And as that happens, he becomes a stronghold, a place of safety and protection, a place of refuge in time of need or, again, in times of unrest, just like we're facing today. We do not have to be ruled by the unrest of the day or by the circumstances and challenges that it may bring with it. We can today, even amidst all of the unrest, find and remain in a place of peace today by choosing to fix our mind and our trust on the one whose character, ability, strength, and truth never changes. Amen. How many are thankful today that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And so that character, ability, strength, and truth that we find in him, it will never shift. It will never waver. It will never change. You see, there is no one, 
no thing, no entity that can match or even begin to compare to the character, ability, strength, and truth of our God this morning. You see, the very Prince of Peace himself gave us promises of peace. In John chapter 14 and verse 27, Jesus said this, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of peace given by the world, but the perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Again, it's not peace that comes from anything or any source on earth, but it's his peace. And his peace rejects fear. It casts out fear this morning and causes us to become courageous. Jesus goes on to say in John 16 and 33, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Are we going to face things? Yes. But is he going to be with them as we do? Absolutely. You see, we may have to live through unrest. We may have to live through unrest, but we don't have to live in unrest. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now, I want you to this morning just shout that out, say now. We can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. This, joy, or this peace, it isn't temporary. It's not occasional. It says that it's, that it's true and it's lasting peace with God, meaning that it is perpetual, that even though we may be walking through seasons and times of unrest, we can still hold to the prince of peace, to the promise of peace, and know that we can have peace with God and that it will never end. You see, the Greek word for peace, it also means to join. And the reference that it kind of gives in that light is joining as in a dovetail joint, as in woodworking. And if you've ever seen a dovetail joint, it literally just slips in and binds itself together. And it's just, it's even hard to pull apart at that point. You see, when we fix our mind and our trust on God, we are entering into a covenant relationship with God that is tight, that is perfectly cut and fixed. You see, which brings his abundant peace and well-being into our lives to be experienced and enjoyed right now in the present, even in the face of unrest. I don't believe that we have to wait for heaven to experience peace. I believe that we can rely on the Prince of Peace. We can trust in the promises of peace that him and his word have given us and know today that even right now in all of the turmoil, all of the chaos, all of the unknowns, all of the confusion and disorder, that we can live as Christ followers in the midst of unrest and we can have that gift, that blessing of, of peace and rest in our hearts and in our lives. This morning, I want you to just take a moment and I want us to pray together this morning. I believe that God is doing some great and some mighty things. And I believe today, without a shadow of a doubt, that he is going to move through this season 
And we are going to know uh, that he is good and experience great and mighty things today. So if you will, I want you to just bow your hearts and I want you to pray with me this morning. Heavenly Father, today, God, we believe that in you we can find peace and rest because your yoke is easy and your burden, God, it is light. That our confidence in you helps us overcome every difficulty of life as we continually believe that you are able to safeguard everything that we commit into your hands. Father, we believe that you are close to those who trust in you. And God, we're thankful for that intimate relationship that we can have with you through your son, Jesus Christ. That the peace we have available is not of this world, but it comes directly from you. That your peace, God, it frees us from all fear. God, that it causes us to be courageous. That it gives us confidence this morning. God, and it gives us all those things, even in the face of opposition and unrest. So Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to keep our mind and our trust fixed exclusively on God. Exclusively on our Heavenly Father this morning. So that we may live through and overcome all unrest. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today, don't let unrest rule your heart or rule your home. Stand alongside the Prince of Peace. Grab hold of the promises that he has made us. Speak them over your home. Speak them over your personal life. Speak them over your workplace or whatever it may be. Speak them over this country and the things that we are facing today because I believe that that peace, it is everlasting and it is also ever available for those who call upon his name today. We want to encourage you this morning that as we enter into this third round of going online to not be shy with the word of God, all right? Don't be shy with your personal prayer times and moments of devotion and personal worship. Make sure that while we can't meet here, you are still meeting with your heavenly father on a daily basis. You're gonna have to take and carry that load and that weight, but I know that he will help you because again, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So let's be dedicated as we move into this process of having to be uh, kind of quarantined and away from each other, let's make sure that we are still spiritually growing and taking advantage of all that God has made available to us through his word and then that which we are doing as a local expression of his body through Life Christian Center. Keep up with us on Facebook, keep up with us on YouTube, and let's make sure that we're helping others do the same. Again, remember that process of discipleship that we've been talking about over the last few weeks of reaching out and helping not just ourselves grow in the Lord, but helping others grow in the Lord. This morning, before we dismiss, I do want to pray over uh, our offering and tithe this morning. Uh, I thank you for still being dedicated to that. We know that you can't give physically this morning, but we see where you all are already giving electronically. And uh, we just thank you for being faithful to that. 
And so this morning, let's bow our hearts one more time as we just uh, give God praise for what he's doing there. Father, we come before you again and we thank you for uh, the ability to give. God, we thank you for technology that, Lord, even though we are not gathered in your house this morning, God, that doesn't have to stop, uh, Lord, our ability to give in way of tithe and offering. And so, Father, for those who have given this week electronically via mail or dropped it off at the church, God, we thank you for that tithe. We thank you for that offering. God, we thank you for the faithfulness of the giver. And God, we pray that you would bless the gift, break the gift, multiply it to meet the needs, the ministries, and the outreaches of this church. And Father, we'll be sure to give you the glory for it. In Christ's mighty name, amen. Again, we want to just wish you a a well afternoon. Uh, Just kind of take a moment and let that rest, let that peace of God just richly dwell in you and your home today as you begin a fresh and a new week and just kind of laugh in the face of unrest as you cling to the promises of the Prince of Peace. We love you all. Please keep in contact with us if you need anything at all. Uh, All of the numbers are still the same. Email still works. Reach out, and we'll do whatever we can to help you. We love you. In Jesus' name, have a great day.